0: for arms um, for, um, for next leper, arms um, for a podcaster. If you like this show, please go to sobcast.tumblr.com. That's s-o-v-c-a-s-t. dot and look for the donate button. It's right there at the top. I'll I'll just wait here while you go do that. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Savcast. I am your host Jeff and I am a Sav or Seeker of Veritas. Veritas meaning truth. This time in wait what? There's good news. Go and see the wizard. Then in hard thrusting news, Dean and Ventura have to put up with an SE cup of bullshit. And the dope box. Then in elementary graduate, Republicans make Andrew Jackson proud. And Richards a bit of a dick. Then in Oedipal Earth, they tell us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps where they're hoisted high by a golden crane. Then, in Cool Shit, I'll tell you how to use others' narrow visions for broad applications. Then, in Darwin Weeps, instead of a guilty conscience, a Florida man suffers from a guilty imagination. Then we will finish with a stroke of potluck and out with the old toys and in with the new in a segment I call Not Not Noteworthy News. But first, wait, what? There's good news. Go and see The Wizard. If this next clip doesn't turn you into a Bernie Sanders supporter, then you need to go see The Wizard. Because you're missing a brain, a heart, or courage.
1: Here's the simple truth. That in America we have millions and millions of working people who are working hard but are not making enough money to put bread on the table, or to take care of their kids, and that has got to end. Today, all over America, you got mom working, you got dad working, occasionally you have the kids working, and we still don't have enough money to pay the bills. Something is fundamentally wrong about that. The problems we face did not come down from the heavens. They are made, they are made by bad human decisions and good human decisions can change them. It is time that the United States of America join the rest of the industrialized world and guaranteed health care to all people as a right, not a privilege. Given the incredible wealth and income inequality in America today, we need fair elections, which means public funding of elections. My Republican friends just decided to put another $38 billion into the military Maybe we can cut military spending a little bit and put it into education. A hundred years ago, women didn't even have the right to vote. Change takes place because people struggle. Within the next month, I will introduce legislation that will make every public college and public university tuition free. I am in this business. Because I have four beautiful kids and I have seven beautiful grandchildren. And like you, I want to make sure that the world that we leave them is a beautiful world where people can live full and dignified lives. I don't want to see a world where people are struggling and stepping all over each other. And we can do it. We can provide health care to all of our people. We can create decent paying jobs. We can reverse climate change and transform our energy system. We can raise wages. We can make sure that every person in this country gets the education they need and desire. This is not some type of utopian dream. It can happen. It really can. But it will not happen unless we stand up and fight back for not only ourselves, but for our kids and future generations. Let's do it.
0: Rabbi, by Weird Al Yankovic. Now it's time for hard thrusting news. Why do I call it hard thrusting news? Because it's hard to find a news story where someone isn't getting fucked.
2: You get up and howl about America
0: and
1: democracy. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation.
2: It's hard to talk on your TV again.
1: Fucking Phil O'Reilly Suck! Tonight's forecast: dark.
3: Continue dark tonight. Turning
0: to partly light in the morning. I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourselves. Hey, what's happening, man? 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 Dean and Ventura have to put up with an S.E. cup of bullshit. It's already been passed. It's the law. That's
3: right. How can these guys defy the law? The law is passed. Both houses passed you and it. And the, they're afraid of the it Court said okay. Yeah, the and president signed it and the Supreme it. Court said <laughs> it's fine. Do
4: you think they're afraid of it working?
3: Yes. I, and, and the thing they need to remember: this is this is Obama's legacy. So if it's so bad. Why don't they hang him with? You
4: don't it? think
5: there's a contingency? There's a contingent of Republicans who fundamentally believe that Obamacare is a moral hazard that will bankrupt the country. I think you don't believe that there's any authenticity I think, anywhere. I think, well, I think these
3: wars will bankrupt the country. That's a whole another lot question. More than Obamacare will. It's a fair will. point,
5: but it's another question. And I bet you they. And I bet they would
3: all vote to go to war when they Iraq. They had no problem. Every
5: Republican who opposes Obamacare does so simply because it has the president's name on it and because they actually think it will work.
2: I actually think that there are probably a few people worried about the deficit. I think on the Republican Party, there's such a hatred of Barack Obama that, in fact, they are motivated more by hate than what's good for this country. Do you,
5: you think that right? that's a productive that's thing to say, though? I mean, let's talk it's about true. rhetoric. We have Democrats calling Tea part- Partiers anarchists and jihadists. Harry Reid actually apologized today for the lack of civility. What, what, what good does that kind of rhetoric do when we're all trying to get to a place of compromise because and it's, agreement?
2: Because it's the truth. I, I've never been in a, in a seen before in politics where there was a whole crew of people on the Republican side or any side who denied that the president of the United States was an American citizen. This is this, you know, you've got to call what the, call this what it is. This is hate. It's anti-immigrant. They're anti-gay. They're, they're <clears throat> anti-secularist. Uh, uh, and... I don't think we can give well, it. Well,
5: let that. me just let me just show you as just a point of uh, a point of evidence here. I am a Republican, who is uh, an atheist, who is uh, pro gay rights pro-gay marriage. Sure, There are plenty like me. There are are plenty like like me. And it's incredibly irresponsible for you to paint an entire party. And in fact, more than half the country with that kind of brush. They're
2: doing that themselves. I'm not painting that way.
5: They writ large mm. are not. I will grant you that there have been some bad messages in the party. Have you
2: had Ted Cruz on this program?
5: I don't think we have had. A well, party. anybody who We've had, had Ted
2: Cruz on there on. is essentially advertising that as the spokesperson for the Republican Party. Now, if the Republicans want to say it's not so, let them have the spine to stand up to that. Repub- I haven't seen any of that. Re-
5: Repu- OK, Republicans like me stand up to that all the time. There are plenty of Republicans I can't figure
2: out how you're a Republican who are rational. You <laughs>
5: well, I, I, I am. Mean,
3: I would think they think would. There are plenty of, of cons- fiscal
5: conservatives who are strong on national security. Uh, I happen to be pro-life, who are not the radical anti-everyone that I you paint the, them at. I used to get 35%
2: office. of all the Republican vote when I was running for office because I was pro-business. This is not the same Republican party that my But these are Republicans
5: were. that were elected to do exactly what they're doing. These are Republicans whose not, constituents don't like Obamacare. What would you have them do? But at the, break promises? At the same time, they I, I don't want to shut them. down the government over Obamacare. That's the problem. They but, may not like Obamacare, but the American people do not want the government to shut down over it. Get over this. It's the law of the land. And a lot of things the law of the land. As, land as and thank god we continued to fight over them
3: as the independent here yeah. i'm fiscally conservative and i'm socially liberal
5: mm-hmm.
3: that's why i can't fit into either party
5: well, well, and well and that's, i'm not so socially liberal too <laughs> okay we've all laid well, out <laughs> not a real here.
3: democrat <laughs> that
5: okay, we all, know, we've all, all just with decided with to start our own party but wait, we can't let either of you go yet
3: governor <laughs> you should be lining up with me then not with the
0: democrats
5: quickly yes or no are you running for president in 2016 no are you Maybe. Oh, maybe.
0: Man, I wish Howard Dean would run for president again, but I'm very happy Bernie Sanders is running. And I'd take Jesse Ventura over any Republican candidate. Next, I have a clip from my other podcast called Culture Dig. And whether you're a nerd or just like Geek Chic, I think you'd really like it. And from time to time, we can get a bit political.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, it has come to the time of the show where we close things out for the week. And we let the Mickey Mouse Club theme play in the background and give you our sad faces and just tell you about the shit that's bugging us
4: uh all right jimmers
6: what's on your mind
4: i've been trying to be really positive lately and i'm failing woefully at this point um this is gonna be short and sweet but i want to talk about fifa and sep bladder this week uh, after Ooh. they were having the meeting of the fifa delegates this weekend and seven of them vice presidents and executive officials were arrested for um Scandals regarding uh, bribery and conspiracy charges. Um, Seb Blatter was re elected by the FIFA yeah. delegates overwhelmingly. I think it was 133 to 73 it was the margin of victory for him. And uh, I-, I take away two axioms from this. Uh, the first of these two axioms is that anyone in the position of power who can get away with corruption is corrupt. The second axiom I take away from this is that the best you can do in democracy is hope to have a form of corruption where all of the bribery money, all of the graft kind of trickles down. Most of the people who are voting for Sepp Blatter were from developing countries, and Sepp Blatter had brought, I love that name, he had brought uh, the World Cup to Africa, South Africa in particular, in 2010. Uh, So the most you can do is try to get your piece of the pie, and that's how democracy really works. Any kind of illusions of white knights who are rising to positions of nobility and aristocracy, I think, is gone. This is the best we can hope for as a society. Thank you.
6: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that was that's uplifting, a good step, man. That was uplifting.
0: <laughs> that it was. Cheer up, Jimmers, for I bring glad tidings. Sepp Blatter, who proclaimed to the world that he was president of everybody after winning a fifth term as head of FIFA last Friday, will soon be nobody's president. Reality got the best of Blatter three days after the U.S. government indicted nine FIFA officials for racketeering, wire fraud, and money laundering. FIFA's membership somehow granted... What the fuck, can't We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Three days after the U.S. government indicted nine FIFA officials for racketeering, wire fraud, and money laundering, FIFA's membership somehow granted Bladder another term. Bladder's largesse, in the form of grants to so many tiny nations around the world, bought enough votes to garner a victory that would last for all of four days. Was it pending legal trouble that helped to bring down Bladder? He painted his resignation as a selfless act, an attempt to give FIFA a fresh start but it appears that his troubles are just starting. A New York Times report said that Blatter's top lieutenant made a $10 million bank transaction that puts the bribery trail that much closer to Blatter himself. The New York Daily News reported that Aaron Davis, one of the sports marketing executives arrested in the U.S. probe into FIFA's business practices, is trying to cut a plea deal. Will he and other indicated officials be spilling about Blatter? Let me be clear. Kelly Curie, acting U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York, said last week, "'This indictment is not the final chapter of our investigation. Bladder's defiant words on Friday, "'Why would I step down? "'That would mean I recognize that I did wrong, may yet come back to haunt him.'" "'But Bladder is nothing if not tenacious. "'I am a mountain goat that keeps going and going and going,' he once said. "'I cannot be stopped. "'I just keep going.'" "'Wow.'" Bladder's just full of piss and vinegar, but he should remember that mutton is still very popular in Europe, even though it might be the U.S. that finally gets his goat. Now let's go back to the dope box.
6: Jeffrey, dope box,
0: go. Well, I'm kind of talking about something you know different, but similar enough. Uh, the the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, um, it is way too much horribleness to go into in a dope box, but um. Just basically, no. It's bad. In my latest episode of Sobcast, I, I equated it to a surprise bukkake. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
0: so, gross. so Wait, is that a thing?
4: Like, are there surprise bukkakis in the world? I
6: surely hope not. <laughs> it was like bukkake assassins. Yeah, I know. T- <laughs> like,
4: like, the elevator doors open. I think Jeff just twenty-five shopping.
6: So They're going to be blaming us for school.
4: this.
6: It's like you say what.
0: What'd you say, Jimmers? Go. Just go. Yeah, Jimmers. Uh, what you oh, uh,
4: I'm saying like the elevator door is open and there's twenty five Japanese men with step stools. Oh my <laughs> god. Waiting for you. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Wait till you listen to uh. it. I never actually use the word bukkake, but if you know what a bukaki is, you're like, oh, okay.
6: Oh uh, <laughs> and the and the yeah. innocent okay. people like
0: my mother are gonna be like, I wonder what he's talking about. What is what does he have to swallow? Otherwise he gets sued. <laughs>
6: Oh, I'm gonna have to Google that. she googles, she Google images that. <laughs> thanks and thanks you later. Oh God, but anyways, oh, Jeff, um, thanks for turning me on to Bukaki.
0: <laughs> oh
6: God, thanks. Oh Jesus,
0: mental images. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, there's only I think they might vote on it again in like a month. So you only got like a month to do this. But who's uh, they? Um, the House, the Congress.
6: Oh, oh that's right. Because uh, at first they were like unilaterally against it, but yeah, there's probably some like. Uh, backdoor dealing and now you know, even the re you know, the Democrats are like, Oh, maybe it's okay. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah but I thought Republicans Warren, and Barack Warren, Obama who's supported like, it. So what, what? what how is this how is this happening? Republicans and Barack Obama are supporting this. Yeah. I can't understand uh, yeah, how it could but, be bad for me.
6: Then you have like Elizabeth Warren who's like, I've tried to look at this thing and I had to have like five armed guards and I can only look at like three pages and everything was yeah. redacted. Like it sounds sketchy as fuck. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: sworn to silence. It's like even if they look at it, they can't come out and like tell you what it says. They have to give their you their impression of what it said. And that's it. Yeah. With no details. Yeah, but anyways, go to whoismyrepresentative.com and find out who you're who represents you in Congress and contact them. Um like I said, I think you have less than a month to do so. And after that doesn't work <laughs> and it passes anyways, uh to truly stop stuff like this and to remove corporate interest and money from politics. I uh, need to go to Elect oh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, I love Bernie Sanders, but you need to go to Wolf. I
6: said, that's how we could stop it. Is elect Bernie Sanders.
0: Well, go to wolf-pack.com. That's W-O-L-F-P-A-C.com. And they're trying to get a, a constitutional amendment. And uh, they've actually got three or four states already. And I think they need like ready to go 20 or 30. But still, it's it's it might take a while, but it's going to be better than trying to do it through the at the national level. And um, right. Like I did my piece, or you could just get down on your knees, close your eyes, open up that mouth, and take what's coming to you.
6: Oh, (laughs) Bukaki! All right. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, Jeff's mom. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Uh, my dough box this week, guys, uh, stems from the Duggar realm. Uh, This is something that... I don't watch reality television at all. No. Um, I'm pretty selective about what I watch anyway, and I've never seen even 30 seconds of the show, but I've at least I've heard of it. Uh I do pay attention to some things, and uh, I uh the sad part of it is, it's like I know people like the Duggars. I've met people like the Duggars, and I grew up around people like the Duggars. You mean the Breeding and, God's
0: Army people?
6: just though yeah everything about it the evangelical uh there's all sorts of things coming out now about how uh Michelle Duggar who's like the matriarch I don't even know if we can call her matriarch because that religion doesn't allow that shit <laughs> but uh the mother uh apparently got like a gay crew member for the show fired and then there's a the thing about how the the dad I guess his name is Jim Bob
0: yes I do I mean, believe I so oh my god oh my god Wait,
4: uh, hold on. His any... name is Jim Bob Duggar? Yeah, the, the yeah. patriarch Red of off. this
6: family is fucking Jim, Jim, Bob, Duggar. Jim Bob Duggar.
4: Jim Bob Dugger. It's almost because <laughs> like the Lions' redneck.
6: quarterback coach is uh, Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, <laughs> we,
3: should,
6: we should have like a redneck off between those guys. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> eh, oh, I digress. Uh, anyway, so like, there's some there's some stuff coming out about. Of course, TLC has pulled the plug of the show, but it's a shame that they had a following to begin with. And I, you know, obviously we, we do mention some political things on here anyway, and I don't, uh, I don't intend to offend, but people, if you were watching this shit, why, why the fuck would you watch these people who objectify women to the point that they are glorified holes and life support systems for babies?
0: Yeah. My wife,
6: why, why was this ever a thing? Why would people be captive? Like, you know, I have people in my life who are evangelicals that are, that are Christians and they're fine. And, but the people who really watched this stuff and were, I don't know, enamored with it or whatever, like, I don't. Understand, this is not reality. And you could talk about, oh, the secular world and versus the Jesus world. Well, if we're going to take that as fact, what happens in this closed doors of this little Jesus commune that they've created for themselves is you have one of the older brothers of this, you know, baby machine family who molests the daughters of this family. And then the daughters, what's come out of this is no one's talking about them and how they were victimized by the sexual abuse. Everything has been I'm like, oh, we just we have to move on and forgive them and give them counseling. Apparently, the counseling consisted of, quote, unquote, porn counseling, not baby raping counseling, all right? <laughs> that's fucked up shit. The guy's a piece of shit. The Duggars, pieces of shit. Uh, and that's not to say that the children are. Hopefully, some of them, as they grow older, will wise up and get the fuck out and get some sense about them and learn that. Women have a lot more going for them than that. And
0: I have to print a retraction real quick. I have to print a retraction. She she didn't watch. My wife did not watch the Duggars. She watched the John and Kate plus eight people.
6: Oh, well, yeah. Whatever.
0: Which is a little, which is a bad, which is <laughs> oh, bad. They, they were
4: just as bad. That was sick. That's
0: all what right. What saying. were you we saying, Jimmers?
4: No, it's like the Duck Dynasty thing with reality TV where uh, they were all supposed to be like living out in the bayou or whatever. But it turns out they're a bunch of rich frat boys. They were uh-huh. clean shaven before they did the show. Or like Bristol Palin, you know, they're super conservative, socially conservative uh, political family, and then they're all fucking everybody in the state of Alaska, all, all four people. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe anything I see anymore, but. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. Uh, uh
6: nice. I think we're, we're done for the week here. Uh, we are officially episode six out.
4: All right. And all we right. Memorial day. But- so this is the beginning of summer. So. Bye bu- bye, everybody. <laughs> later. See y'all later. Later. Bye. I don't know what you have done.
3: What daring! What outrageousness!
4: What insolence! What
3: arrogance!
1: I salute
3: you. Ah ha 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 ha
0: And that clip was from the last episode of Culture Dig. Like I said, those of you who are of the nerd geek persuasion should really check it out. And since Buchanan already mentioned one piece of shit, and now it's time for a segment I call Elementary Graduate. The joke here is, if you came out of the elementary canal, it means you're a piece of shit. By Dennis Leary. S S H O L E, everybody A-S-S-H-O-L-E. Republicans make Andrew Jackson proud. About an hour east of Phoenix, near a mining town called Superior, men, women, and children of the San Carlos Apache tribe have been camped out at a place called oak flat for more than three months protesting the latest assault on their culture 300 people mostly apache marched 44 miles from tribal headquarters to begin this occupation on february 9th the campground lies at the core of an ancient apache holy land where coming of age ceremonies especially for girls have been performed for many generations along with traditional acorn gathering the land belongs to the public under the multiple use mandate of the forest service and has had special protection since 1955 when President Eisenhower decreed the area closed to mining, which, like cattle grazing, is otherwise common in national forests. Because of its cultural and natural value, President Nixon renewed the ban in 1971. Despite these protections, in December 2014, Congress promised to hand the title for Oak Flat over to a private Australian-British mining company, A fine print writer that traded away the Native American Holy Land was added at the last minute to the must-pass military spending bill, the National Defense Authorization Act. By doing this, Congress has handed over a sacred Native American site to a foreign-owned company for what may be the first time in our nation's history. Among those involved in the land grab was Rick Renzi, a former Republican representative. Be honest, you saw that part coming, right? Rick Renzi was sent to federal prison in February for three years for corruption related to earlier versions of the land transfer deal. It always failed in Congress because of lack of support, but this time was different. This time, they had a plan. The giveaway language was slipped into the defense bill by Republican John McCain and Republican Jeff Flake of Arizona at the 11th hour. The tactic was successful only because... Like most last-minute writers, it bypassed public scrutiny. Or in other words, our job as politicians is to pass bills, not read them. Go to sovcast.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash sovcast, or twitter.com seeker, the letter O, Veritas, and read my article to quiz a politician. It's worth noting that Rio Tinto affiliates, the mining company involved, have been McCain campaign contributors, and that Mr. Flake, before he made it to Congress, was a paid lobbyist for Rio Tinto. Mr. McCain and others asserts that the mining project will be a boost to the local economy, though it's unclear how many of the 1,400 promised jobs would be local. A superior area mining group, in fact, opposed the swap on the basis that it won't help the local people or the economy. Rio Tinto, incidentally, has been called out in the past for environmental devastation. The Apache are occupying Oak Flat to protest this action. To them, a sacrilegious and craven sell-off of a place where Apaches go to pray. The site will doubtless be destroyed. Copper mining will hollow out a vast chamber that, when it caves in, will leave a two-mile-wide, 1,000-foot-deep pit the company itself has likened the results of its planned mining at Oak Flat to that of nearby Meteor Crater. Just imagine how pissed off Catholics would be if Italy just sold off the land under the St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, and it ended up collapsing into a 1,000 foot deep crater. But since Native Americans are one of the minorest of minorities, since they're near extermination at the hands of the U.S. government, I'm guessing the land grab will go off without a hitch. San Carlos Apache Sunrise Dance. And our next story, Richard's A Bit of a Dick. On February 20th, 2013... Richard Rick Dick, head of Florida Scott, summoned the media to the governor's mansion where he announced that he still opposed setting up a state exchange for health care, but now supported a three-year Medicaid expansion. Scott said that a three-year expansion would allow the state to then judge if it was working before deciding whether to reauthorize it. Scott said, On the question of Medicaid expansion, There are no perfect options. To be clear, our options are either having Floridians pay to fund this program in other states while denying health care to our own citizens, or using federal funding to help some of the poorest in our state with Medicaid programs as we explore other health care reforms. While the federal government is committed to paying 100% of the cost of new people in Medicaid, I cannot, in good conscience, deny the uninsured access to health care. Yeah, like Governor Scott has a good conscience. At the time, Scott said his mother's recent death gave him new perspective and stated that, As I wrestle with this decision, I thought about my mom's struggles raising five kids with very little money. Unsurprisingly, he lied. And he lied specifically to trick federal government into extending their payments for uninsured patients' visits to Florida emergency rooms. Scott conceded this week that it was all a ruse. Then he went on to say, (laughs) He now says his support for Medicaid expansion was a calculated move designed to win support from the Obama administration for the state's proposal to hand over control of Medicaid to private insurance companies. Private insurance companies. What a dick. Do I even have to tell you that he's a member of the Republican Party? At the time, he denied that his support was tied to a deal with the federal government. And then he went (laughs) like a cheesy, bald Bond villain. God, this guy's a piece of shit and should already be in prison, and I'll explain why. While Scott was CEO of Columbia HCA, the medical company did some pretty shady shit. In December 2000, the U.S. Justice Department announced that Columbia HCA agreed to pay $840 million in criminal fines, civil damages, and penalties. Among the revelations from the 2000 settlement, Columbia billed Medicare... Medicaid, and other federal programs for tests that were not necessary or had not been ordered by physicians. The company attached false diagnosis codes to patient records to increase reimbursement to the hospitals. The company illegally claimed non-reimbursable marketing and advertising costs as community education. Columbia billed the government for home health care visits for patients who did not qualify to receive them. The government settled a second series of similar claims with Columbia HCA in 2002. For an additional $881 million, the total of the two fines was $1.7 billion. During his 2010 race, Scott said, I would have immediately stopped my company from committing fraud if only somebody had told me something was wrong. But there were such warnings in the company's annual public reports to stockholders, which Scott had to sign as president and CEO. So that makes it a little difficult to feign ignorance. Now that Scott succeeded in privatizing Medicaid, he's again railing against medical expansion and is suing the federal government for allegedly forcing it on him. What a douchebag.
1: But if you give me just one more chance, I swear I will never lie to you again. Because now I see the destructive power of a lie. They're stronger
0: than truth I can't believe I ever Liar by Rollins Band. I will never lie to you again Please, just give me one more chance
3: I will never lie to you again I swear I will never tell a lie I will never tell a lie No, no Ha 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 Oh, 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 oh. Sucker, sucker, oh, sucker I am a liar, yeah I am a
0: liar, yeah I like it, I feel good oh. Now on to Oedipal Earth Don't frack my mother Don't, Don't frack They tell us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps while they're hoisted high by a golden crane. Did you know that there's a business out there that gets tax breaks so big that it makes their effective tax rates zero? The same business gets trillions of dollars in government handouts. You may be asking yourself, what noble cause do these companies perform? The answer is... For engaging in the most profitable business in history, the fossil fuel industry receives $5.3 trillion a year in government subsidies. Think about that and then realize that many of the billionaires that get the trillions of dollars of government handouts are the same assholes that are against any type of social welfare. Well, at least for anyone who isn't rich enough to have their own lobbyists. Imagine how much good could be done for the underprivileged people around the world. Let's look at global poverty. Even if income for the 80% of the world living below $10 a day was bumped up to $20 a day, the $85.7 billion would only add up to 1.6% of the wealth of the world's billionaires. If we took the $5.3 trillion a year and put it into green technologies, the world could go green in less than nine years. And there are good reasons to do just that. A new study done on some New York City newborns just revealed some shocking results. Following their births, researchers examined blood from each baby's umbilical cord for biological markers that reveal exposure to PAH, or polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which are toxic chemicals created by the burning of gas, diesel, heating oil, and other similar products. Prenatal exposure to PAH is tied to a host of childhood ills, including developmental delays, reduced verbal skills, and symptoms of anxiety and depression. The pregnant moms carried air monitors in backpacks during their third trimester, and it just so happened that the kids who came from the poorest areas were also exposed to the most pollutants. These same kids scored 6.6 points, lower on average on overall IQ tests than children from less polluted, richer areas. In addition, the kids scored 8 points lower for working memory, which is what people use to plan and carry out behavior, and 5.7 points lower for perceptual reasoning, which allows people to visualize solutions to nonverbal problems. Considering the IQ scale in which 119 to 110 equals superior intelligence, 109 to 90 normal or average intelligence, 89 to 80 equals dullness, Six to eight points can make all the difference in the world, not to mention all the IQ points we've already saved by switching to unleaded gasoline. Need more reasons? An estimated 7 million people die globally due to air pollution in 2012. Fracking chemicals are polluting our freshwater reserves, and according to the U.S. Department of Energy, 1.3 million gallons of petroleum is spilled into just u.s waters from vessels and pipelines in a typical year a major oil spill could easily double that amount well at least when all the wells start to run dry and we still haven't made the switch to green energy we can just siphon out all the shit we spilled into the ocean that could even buy us the nine years it would take to go green or we could just do it now and save ourselves a lot of shit Now it's time for my science, history, and technology segment I call, Cool Shit. 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 This time, I'll tell you how to use others' narrow visions for broad application. You see, scientists are busy and competitive, and therefore don't communicate nearly enough with each other. That's where science nerds, like myself, come into play. We're not really qualified to do the research, but we can be smart enough to bridge and combine technologies together to accomplish tasks that neither on their own would be capable of. Now, I've had this idea that's been rolling around in my head for about a week, and it's a way that bolsters my biochar idea. If you haven't listened to my biochar piece from Sovcast for... 522 2015, go to iTunes and search for Sovcast, then look for my Super Gorilla logo. If you don't like iTunes, go to Sovcast.tumblr.com, Facebook.com slash Sovcast, or finally, Twitter.com slash Seeker, the letter O, Veritas. There. Now that you're all caught up, let's continue. The first technology I want to talk about are ocean buoys that are used to generate electricity. There are many different types, and due to their efficiency and lack of conflict minerals, I think they'll play a big role in powering coastal areas around the world. There's one, though, that I particularly have in mind. It's called a CETO or Seto wave power. The subtle wave device consists of a single piston pump attached to the sea floor, with a buoy tethered to the piston. Waves cause the float to rise and fall, generating pressurized water, which is piped to an onshore facility to drive hydraulic generators or run reverse osmosive water desalination. So in other words, the subtle wave power device can generate power and filter salt water into fresh water. I've thought of a better use for you. I want to pump water from the ocean to arid regions around the world. For long-distance or elevated pumping, we may need to include additional pumps powered by wind turbines, or as long as we're in the desert where the sun shines hot and bright, let's use parabolic solar troughs. Parabolic solar troughs are another green technology that doesn't use conflict minerals. Basically, it's made up of curved mirrors that focus the sun's rays onto a pipe that contains oil. The oil is then circulated through the pipe and through a container holding salt. The oil in the pipe gets so hot it melts the salt. With this molten salt, water is turned into steam, and that steam powers a turbine. Don't let fossil fuel and nuclear power industries fool you into thinking they're high tech, for they all generate heat to turn water into steam that turns turbines just like the parabolic solar trough. But I digress. Now that we've pumped the water to the desert, it goes in huge man-made reservoirs. The hot sun evaporates the water into the atmosphere and increases the instances of rain. The rain gets soaked up by the mycelium-filled biochar and starts growing the bamboo and hemp, which can be made into more biochar, spreading until the desert is green. And as I stated in the other episode, biochar can sequester carbon for hundreds to thousands of years. Let's say we want to make sure it rains. Use the man-made reservoirs to not only evaporate water, but to grow algae. You can even use human wastewater to feed the algae, and in the process, the algae clean the water. As the algae blooms, it releases dimethyl sulfide into the atmosphere, which is used in cloud seeding as a nucleation point. Nucleation in this instance being a thing to which water vapor can cling to or condense until it forms a drop of water heavy enough to fall as rain. Now that you have water in the atmosphere and a place for the water to nucleate, we're going to make it rain. Once the algae bloom has reached its zenith in a particular reservoir, you take a sample to receive the next batch of water. At this point, there are a few possibilities for the algae. Number one, hydrothermal liquefaction. Hydrothermal liquefaction employs a process that subjects harvested wet algae to high temperatures and pressure. Again, I'm seeing parabolic solar troughs coming to the rescue. Products of hydrothermal liquefaction include crude oil, which can be refined into aviation fuel, gasoline, or diesel fuel. The process converts between 50 and 70 percent of the algaes oops, I went British there for a minute Algaes, carbon into fuel. Other outputs include clean water, fuel gas, and nutrients such as nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. This type of fuel is carbon neutral. Numbers two, three, and four, you need to first let the water completely evaporate, which does kill the algae. OK, number two: hexane. Now that the algae is dehydrated, a solvent such as hexane is used to extract energy-rich compounds like triglycerides from the dried material. Then the extracted compounds can be processed into fuel using standard industrial procedures. For example, the extracted triglycerides are reacted with methanol to create biodiesel via transesterification. Say that three times fast. The unique composition of fatty acids of each species of algae influences the quality of the resulting biodiesel and thus must be taken into account when selecting algal species. This type of fuel is carbon neutral. Number three. Come on, take a guess. Come on. That's right. You can make fucking biochar. Now, biochar made from algae doesn't sequester as much carbon as biochar made from bamboo or hemp. However, it does sequester a good amount and is more nutrient-dense than biochar made from bamboo and hemp, so it will help the other two grow bigger, better, faster. So it's a win-win and keep-on-winning solution. As I said in the other episode, biochar is not just carbon-neutral, it's carbon-negative. Number four, send it to Davy Jones Locker. To sequester the maximum amount of carbon, you could, once it's dried and dead, rehydrate the algae and pump it back out to sea, where it will sink to the bottom, where it and all of its carbon will stay for hundreds of years. So the next time someone tells you there's no hope and we should just give up, remember my motto Think, learn, or get out of the way. To dream the
3: impossible dream. To fight the unbeatable foe To bear with unbearable sorrow To run where the brave dare not go To right the unrightable wrong
0: And now it's time for Darwin Weeps, stories about dumb people that would make Darwin weep for the future of our species. by Instead of a guilty conscience, a Florida man suffers from a guilty imagination. A man turns himself in and takes the world's saddest mugshot. Why? Well, here's another one from fucked up Florida. Man kills imaginary friend and then demands the death penalty. Say what? Jeff, G-off Gaylord, walked into a Jacksonville sheriff's office and confessed to his crime. He had repeatedly stabbed his friend, Mr. Happy, with a kitchen knife, cut up Mr. Happy with a hatchet, and buried him in the backyard. To most guys, the act of cutting up Mr. Happy is very cringeworthy indeed. Gaylord and Mr. Happy were friends for seven years. I've been tight with Mr. Happy my whole life. But according to Gaylord, he killed him for a few reasons. Jeff said he, he, he left his empty vodka bottles all over the kitchen, never picked up his empty cocaine baggies. He messed up my apartment to the point where I just couldn't get it clean. Before Mr. Happy started doing drugs and acting all weird, he was my BFF. We'd go dancing, play on children's park equipment, both huge fans of Doom meter We'd listen to it for hours with the lights turned off.
3: You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. Not listening. Not listening. You're a, liar. a
0: thief. no murderer. Let this be a lesson to you, kiddies. Don't mix your mind or mood altering substances. Then when mister Happy crashed Gaylord's car and Gaylord got arrested instead, he had had enough. Jeff stated, That drunk driving incident I got unfairly blamed for. And just how messy he has become put me over the edge and I murdered him. When Gaylord was eventually taken into custody, he threatened police for not giving him the death penalty. Police found drug paraphernalia and a machine gun in Gaylord's home and was booked on multiple charges. Here's another lesson, kiddies. If you do happen to mix your mind or mood-altering substances, do not... I repeat, do not play with your machine gun. This is a good time to mention gun laws that restrict access to the mentally ill. We need them. If you want to see Jeff Gaylord's mugshot, you can go to facebook.com slash Sovcast, sovcast Sovcast.tumblr.com, or twitter.com slash seeker, the letter O, Veritas. And now, they're not important, but they are funny, weird, entertaining, or at least good enough to make it into the news. It's not not noteworthy news. Song of Time and Song of Storms by Taylor Davis And our first story, a stroke of pot luck. A dad who mistakenly ate her daughter's pot brownies fears he's having a stroke. A rural Oakland County, Michigan dad woke up thinking he was having a stroke after eating several brownies his teenage daughter had baked the previous night. The 58-year-old man didn't know the sweet treats contained a secret ingredient, marijuana firefighters and deputies responded on a medical call to the home in Independence Township. After police arrived, the man's 17-year-old daughter admitted to having baked the pot brownies. It's like, dude, you got a cool daughter. The father was taken to St. Joseph's Hospital in Pontiac, and the remaining pot brownies were taken to the lab for analysis, and an investigation is underway. I wonder if that's code for a tiny piece is being analyzed, while the lab geeks finally have a workplace party. Woo! And our last story, Out with the Old Toys and In with the New. Some parents are outraged after the leader of a small Minneapolis private school took about a dozen middle school and high school age students on a sex education field trip to an adult novelty store. It's just a major breach of trust, said Lynn Floyd, whose 11- and 13-year-old daughters were part of the outing to the Smitten Kitten. Floyd then said, you can't erase those images. And why would you want to? Hedges, the head of Gaia Democratic School and host of the field trip, defended the outing, saying the visit capped a month long sex education class. Yeah, you know... He has an erection Yeah, yeah, yeah
5: It's all her fault
0: Hedges stated While at Smitten Kitten Students sat in the front In the library section of the store Everything deemed pornographic Was off limits to the students Those sex toys And other products were visible I guess it's never too early To learn about lube If you're old enough It helps you to slip and slide If you're young, you can use it on the slip and slide. Whee! Smitten Kitten bills itself as a progressive sex toy store for everyone, selling a range of toys and leather products, as well as books and DVDs. Director of the school, Starry Hedges, who also teaches the school's sex education class, said she, unfortunately, didn't communicate well enough with parents ahead of time about the trip. Josh Collins, spokesman with the Minnesota Department of Education, said, Gaia is a private school, so the state has no authority, but I don't think anybody would think that going to the Smitten Kitten is a great idea.
3: Then he got an idea. An awful idea. A wonderful, awful idea.
0: After the controversy, Hedges said she probably would not take another class to the adult store. Probably. Hedges said it was certainly the first time we had taken that kind of field trip, and it will probably be our last. Which I feel bad about because the kids had so much fun. <laughs> uh, parents are underestimating the kids. No matter what, I think this class sounds better than any abstinence-only class, but if you're into the whole abstinence-only education, you just need to realize that a lot of the products at the Smitten Kitten are useful for people going through an unfortunate abstinence-only phase. (laughs) And that's it for our show today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully we'll do it again together real soon. In the meantime, I am Jeff. I am a seeker of Veritas. Check out my Tumblr page at Sovcast.tumblr.com. That's S-O-V-C-A-S-T.tumblr.com. Thank you.
3: Fox a uniform Charlie Keeler by Bloodhound Gang